What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on all social platforms at Zan Morning. Today, I want to talk about when you are prospecting, whether it's modern wrestling or maybe even in the wrestling perspective of trading cards, going back and being like, hey, this legend I think is really undervalued. Or let's flip it and let's say your PC. So whether that's a player collection, maybe you're a huge Kushida fan, maybe you're a huge Daniel Bryan fan, like we've had Chris Johnson on the past podcast, or maybe you're like me and you're a huge Karrion Cross fan, or maybe your PC is just in, quote, investment cards. I got to add that quote in there because you know how people get. But what do you do when you put all that money and time into these things and it doesn't work out? I'm pretty sure most of you know why I'm doing this type of a show at the timing that I am, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But if not, you'll see what I'm talking about as we get into it. But as always, a few housekeeping notes before we get into today's topic. If you would like to continue showing your support for my content, or if this is your first time stopping by the channel, first off, thank you for giving me your time to listen to what I have to say about wrestling and wrestling cards, but there's some other things you can do as well. The first thing you can do is free, and it's hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Share this with any wrestling fan, anybody that's in the trading card space, sports cards, non-sports. Just get the word out about wrestling cards, and let's help people figure out that, you know, wrestling cards are fun. And the other thing you can do if you're enjoying this show, or if you have enjoyed my past shows and you have not done so already, please leave me the Dave Meltzer five-star review on whichever popular podcast platform you're listening to this on. It really helps get this show into a bigger audience and helps more people listen to it and hopefully get more people into wrestling cards. Of course, you can check out the OG content where I started on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. Now, if you have been following my YouTube channel for a while, there's going to be a slight schedule change. Uh, we will not be doing Thursday videos anymore. Uh, I could talk about that maybe on another show, but every Tuesday, you're going to get a video, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Please subscribe to that channel, and again, share that with a friend. Do you want more Wrestling Card Audio? The Worlds Collide podcast, myself, Tony Vela, from WrestlingTradingCards.com, talking all things wrestling cards from different perspectives. Would you like to help continue to show your support from a monetary perspective? Check out Patreon, where you can get your name in the credits of the videos on the YouTube channel, you can help contribute to the show as far as like what kind of content you want to see. You can request topics. You can come on the show. Different tiers starting as little as $1. And trust me, that $1 keeps me going a long way. Continue producing this content. There's also links to my eBay store down there where you can get a lot of cool stuff. And again, that money can help contribute to me continuing to keep the content going. Social link platforms are all down there regardless of what you're on. And as a nice bonus... If you're on Starstock or you're interested in doing Starstock box breaks or buying and selling on Starstock, use the promo code WRESTLINGCARDS, all one word, for an additional bonus on your first deposit. You get up to $20. So what do you do when your prospect or PC doesn't work out? Well, let me first explain what I mean. For everyone listening to this that needs some clarification on these terms, these are common terms in the sports card world, but I know some of you listening to this are strictly wrestling fans. Nothing wrong with that. So... Prospecting is where you buy cards of a young talent or potentially something that you think is undervalued that may have a bright future. And then hopefully the cards go up in value. You can make some profit on that and you win. And when you hear the word PC, that can mean a few different things. 
To most people, it will mean personal collection of your favorite cards. So maybe you like Hogan or Rock or Cena or Roman Reigns. So you buy like one or two of them and you just, you know, kind of curate the cards of the talent that you like. This can also mean PC is a player collector where you're a player collector. Like I told you on the last episode, we had Chris Johnson, who is a Daniel Bryan super collector. And basically, he just goes after all the cards of one guy, mainly. So he's a huge Daniel Bryan guy, and he tries to get everything. And that's a, a super collector is kind of like a player collector, but goes even further, trying to get, like, possibly even hoarding doubles and duplicate triples, uh, getting all the variations, all the parallels. I did a whole video about prospecting in modern wrestling cards that you can go back and check out on my YouTube channel in the archives. Again, links in the show notes to this show, to that channel. And then please, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. It's greatly appreciated. In that video, I talked about how Karrion Cross started out as a test for me. Testing out prospecting modern wrestling talent and how that would fare. But that eventually turned into a modern PC, which then turned into me being a Karrion Cross super collector. Going after everything that I don't have of his and in some cases adding some duplicates and adding some Scarlet cards along the way because I think they're a great pair and I had to have a little bit of each. But as many of you know, recently Karrion Cross and Scarlet, among others, were released. And this is the dangers of prospecting in young wrestling talent, specifically the ones in the WWE, because we've all seen over the last handful of years these batch releases that they do that, from a wrestling perspective, seems like it's just the most idiotic decision, and I'll get into that in just a minute. But what exactly would my reaction be, because I'm so heavily invested in carrying Cross? what's my reaction as a collector of their cards, and where do you go from here? Well, first I want to start by saying I was bombarded with texts and DMs from people in the wrestling card community and the wrestling card hobby that know that I collect carrying Cross. It's amazing to me that this many people care about my collections and my thoughts on things. So again, thank you for listening to this show and thank you for following me on social and just supporting me everywhere you can. It's greatly appreciated. But that's exactly what inspired me to do this podcast today. Please don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like there are many people out there in wrestling and the wrestling card hobby that just don't get it. So I'm going to try and break down my reactions to this cross news, questions I've received, and how all of that kind of ties in together as far as like collecting in general. I hope some of this content today will help many of you listening as you start or continue your journey through the wrestling card hobby, or you know if you're dabbling in some other other sports or uh, TCG, whatever it is you're collecting, maybe this can help you. So many people contacted me apologetic, empathetic because of Carrying Cross's release. Again, greatly appreciated that you guys are concerned about me and my collection. But personally, I wasn't phased at all by the news. I know for many of you, because we've seen it on social media, and this is a vast majority of wrestling fans, you guys think WWE is clueless. Vince is out of touch. How can they screw this up when they have this much good talent? How can they screw this up when they have all of this TV time and they can put all this talent out there? It's a huge platform, right? Well, let's look at WWE first and foremost. The most recent slew of releases was due to, quote, budget cuts. If this is, in fact, the reason that they are doing this, people need to understand that that's what corporations do. They just let people go to cut the bottom line and show better numbers to their shareholders. I think that many people really forget that WWE is a company, first and foremost. They have to answer to their shareholders. They are a wrestling company, second. I know some of you may not want to hear that, 
Or some of you may not even realize that, but that's the facts. So releases should be of no surprise, no matter when they are or who they are. Now, this probably would never happen, but if WWE came out tomorrow and said, hey, we're releasing Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, future endeavors, it honestly wouldn't surprise me. WWE is a company over talent. And that being said, the WWE roster has been pretty bloated for a while. It started several years back when they were signing up all of that indie talent everywhere they could, whether it was to block them from going to another promotion, as if anybody would compete with WWE, and then hopefully putting them in NXT, bringing them up to the main roster. Some went on to the main roster and had successful careers, still are. Some went as far as NXT, some were released and went on to do better things in other promotions, some of them were released very quickly, never even making it to the NXT. It was bound to happen, eventually, that many of these talents that WWE signed up to then go to NXT, they were going to eventually get released. Again, the roster was just too bloated. Even though WWE, like I said, has all of these hours of programming, somehow they still couldn't fit in all of these names into their creative or into their storylines or their overall vision for the product. Could this be that WWE is actually clueless when it comes to creative and Vince really is out of touch? Yeah, absolutely, very possible. But again, remember, the WWE is a corporation first and foremost, wrestling promotion second. Another thing I received a lot of was people thinking that my carrying cross cards that I've been collecting and going after are going to tank and they're now worthless due to his release. People telling me that collecting carrying cross is risky. It's a waste of time, etc. So first, Let's look at the risk. Really anything we do in life is a risk. And really anything we do in the hobby is a risk. Everything has an action and a result, no matter what you're doing. I'm also a firm believer that scared money doesn't make money. But that being said, if I told you that I don't care about the cross cards going up in value, I'd be lying. Sure, I want them to go up in value, but I'm just having fun collecting. I think it's important that people remember with these collections that what you can do is go after a certain segment of the hobby. In this case, I chose Carrying Cross, and it's fun to try to be the best collector of that specific talent. There's a lot of people out there that like Hogan, they like Flair, they like The Rock, but it's getting to the point where some people are saying, hey, I'm priced out, or, you know, I really like this talent, I loved watching them as a kid, but I just can't justify buying them anymore because maybe you like quantity or sets over these single big cards. So I think player collecting, like I've done with Crosshair, turning into Super Collector, trying to get as much as I can, I think that's a really good avenue for people to check out, being the best collector of a specific player that you can. Just pick somebody out there and go for it. It's fun. There is a lot of people in the hobby that just don't get this perspective. Or maybe it's something that they gloss over. Most of us started collecting because it was fun. It connected us with nostalgia, or it connected us with our favorite modern superstars, whether that's now or whether it's when we were growing up. And that's regardless of what type of cards it is, whether it's sports, wrestling, Pokemon, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. When I was a kid collecting Dennis Rodman, Shaquille O'Neal cards, I could have cared less what the value was outside of trades. I did buy those Beckett magazines, like to check the value, and then I would make even trades with my friends or, you know, trying to use the Beckett guides to kind of guess a value of something I would see at a flea market, a pawn shop, or the local LCS. I just wanted the cards, as many as I could get, trying to be the best collector of those two specific players. That same philosophy, like I said, is what I'm doing with Carrying Cross. I'm having fun focusing on the collection and not getting stressed out like some of these other people are about what's going up and down in value or how quick I need to flip this or how quick I need to sit on this. I, there is a place for that, but that's not what I'm doing with these cross cards. I always love hearing stories from people who have unique collections or 
are a super collector of a specific talent. I love listening to these sports card podcasts out there that are bringing guests on that are talking about these rare, obscure player collections of a guy from the 80s or 90s that was like the sixth man or, you know, the closer for a baseball team, the relief pitcher. Uh, Maybe he was the kicker. Like, just these weird, oddball collections and listen to the passion behind these collectors. You can hear it when they're talking about it. All about passion, nostalgia, and having fun. Now, take this back to wrestling cards, though. Like I said, everyone can collect Flair, Hogan, and Rock. But when people have a unique, off-the-beaten-path collection, I love it. It's a pattern interrupt for me, and that's what you should do. Be the pattern interrupt. So where do I stand on collecting Karrion Cross, or I now guess we should go back to calling him Killer Cross, which I like that name better because he is a killer. I'm still buying. I'm still collecting. I'm still having fun with it. I think him and Scarlet are going to be two of the hottest free agents in wrestling. I foresee them blowing up on the indies once again like they had before. And who knows, maybe they end up with the WWE again. Maybe they end up with AEW. Japan? Is that an option? Initially, I thought this news would also allow me to get some of these cards that I don't have on the cheaper end. But people aren't budging on their prices, really, which is interesting to me, really. Uh, Clearly, people other than me believe in the talent. And oddly enough, I've also talked to a few people out there that have also started collecting Karrion Cross as their player collector. So I guess I got some people to compete with, which it didn't start out that way. So it'll be fun and interesting to continue this journey. And that's awesome, I think. Again, I want to see more off-the-beaten-path player collectors, just like I want to see more wrestling card content creators. As a quick side note, I've been talking more and more in the past month or so about content, and if you have something to say about wrestling cards that you think would help the community and the greater good, get it out there. Hit the record button. Make a podcast. Make some videos. Start a TikTok account. Write something. You just have to start. Let's continue to grow this great wrestling card community. And also, I want to get back to the cards for one moment. If you are a player collector or have an obscure, interesting, curated PC, hit me up on social platforms. I'd love to get you possibly on the YouTube channel, maybe on the podcast, maybe both, and talk about why you collect what you collect and what it means to you. So, back to the cross cards. If you want to look at this from a monetary perspective, they could actually have an increase post-release. I stated earlier that many people are collecting his cards now, besides me, clearly think he has a bright future in the wrestling business, and again, we've already seen him on top in Impact, AAA, and other independents. He has all the tools to be a huge star. We've seen wrestling cards that have huge jumps post-WWE with other talent. WWE isn't the end-all be-all when it comes to wrestlers or their cards, and how those cards are valued and the popularity. And if these cards do in fact go up, that's great but I'm still not planning on selling anytime soon. I hope today's episode helped everybody listening. I hope this is an example of my PC that will encourage others to start collecting their own way, regardless of what that is, regardless of what those values are. While there is definitely a monetary and a business side to the hobby, and trust me, I am all about buying and reselling, we have to remember that if it's not having fun, what's the point? Also, you can offset some of these off-the-beaten-path PC pieces that you're having fun with with big cards that everybody knows. And that's, again, what I like to do. You know, buying stuff in bulk, piecing it out, reselling it, uh, selling stuff that's in my PC that I just don't feel has a good place in it anymore, and then taking all that money and using that to fund other PC items. I've talked about it before on several videos on my YouTube channel and this podcast. When you build up a good collection, it's like building up a mutual fund. 
You have high-end stuff that can make you the money. You have the low-end stuff that you just love or believe in and everything in between. It's the most fun and safe way to approach the hobby, in my opinion. But enough of that. Go out there today after you're done listening to this. Find a wrestler and become the best collector of that wrestler that you can. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, please hit that subscribe button. It's free. You'll get notifications on all of the new podcasts that come out. Please share this with a friend. Tell a wrestling fan. Tell a sports card collector. Let's get more people involved with wrestling cards and in this great community. Please leave me that Dave Meltzer five-star review when you're done listening to this, if you did enjoy it. And don't forget to check out links in the show notes to this show for everything I've talked about, the YouTube channel, social platforms, Patreon, links to buy me a coffee if you so choose. Been drinking coffee, had to get really hyped up to record this today for you guys. And until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.